PFF NFL Daily, where, Sam, it is pro day season, so we're here to break it all down. Kenny Pickett in the books, and now Malik Willis in the books, and he goes out with a bang, a 65-yarder in stride, because that's what you do at pro days. You show off that arm strength, and nobody has more arm to show off than Malik Willis. The Liberty quarterback, Sam, coming out of his pro day with a lot of hype, so what do we make of pro day hype? We still have two more for uh, other first-round hopeful quarterbacks this week. And look, only one of those guys had to do it with gloves on. That's all I'm saying. Malik Willis went out there, no gloves, dropping bombs. 65 yards in the air, rolls to his left. Kenny Pickett's answering some questions, though. He is eight and a half inch hands and ended up at eight and three quarters. We're answering questions. No, they didn't even make it to eight and three. He gained an eighth of an inch. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he's now like five. He's eight and five eighths or whatever. So he's gone from like pitifully off the bottom end of the scale to like just slightly off the bottom end of the scale. Wait, wait, he, he's on pace to have nine-inch hands by the draft, so that's 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 sufficient. No, by the regular season, though. So the, by, by week one, he's fine. Sorry, carry on. If he gains like, a, what, an eighth of an inch every month or so, he's on track for the start of the year, which is really the only important part. That, that's all that matters. Um, yeah, like, so we're in this world now, right? Pro day season starts, and every time you see one of those videos of the, the scripted throw, the bomb hits a guy in stride, it's the greatest thing ever, and you know, half the people on your timeline go nuts. Look at this throw, wow. The other half are like, this is meaningless. What do we learn? We've already seen this. Like Malik Willis's tape is littered with these dimes, and everyone's in pads, and they can hit people. This is insane. So the, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, right? In fact, not in just both. It is meaningless because we've already seen it, and yet it still makes you feel good to see them dropping 65-yard bombs in stride, even if it's against air. That's it? Yeah, it just makes you feel good. Everybody's kind of right. I mean, look, we probably had the same nonchalant reaction to, to Josh Allen's pro day a couple of years ago when he threw the ball like 80 yards in the air and all that stuff. And I, I think it's somewhat meaningful to see traits. I mean, if you ask a scout, what's the value of the pro day? They're going to tell you it's for from a physical standpoint. I think the only thing you can see is how the ball comes out of a guy's hand, right? Like when we've been at the senior bowl and you're up close and or at training camp or whatever, and you just see the ball come out of a guy's hand. It, you just you do get a slightly better feel for than maybe what you see on tape. But I think the tape generally tells the story about physical ability. Your scouts will generally tell you that this is where you get to see how they interact with their teammates, how they interact with their coaches, in this case, a, a scripted pro day coach and all that stuff. It's it's a lot of that that uh, that coaches are getting out of this. But I think that the thing that still boggles my mind is that media, I guess we're a part of that, media still treats this like it's a game, right? Like, like you came into a game and you didn't really know what was going to happen and then you came out of the game and you reacted to it. And it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so was 62 for 64, great completion percentage, completed all, showed all the throws, showed everything that he needed to do, hit the 65-yard bomb. I I still just feel like the reactions to the pro day are too much like it's this unexpected competition that players are in, and then you react to it like they all ace their exam. I mean, look, you always have to bring up the idea that, like, one of the reported greatest pro days in NFL history belongs to Jamarcus Russell, one of the greatest quarterback busts in NFL history. So whatever it is or isn't, it clearly isn't a one-to-one thing of good pro day equals good player. Um, I will say, though, that the idea of being able to see physical traits and see how the ball comes out of a guy's hand and all that kind of stuff, 
I'm consistently surprised when you go and see uh, players throw in person how different that is between players, even NFL players, right? There's a dramatic scale of how the ball comes out of a guy's hand and flies and the velocity and trajectory and all those kinds of things between NFL quarterbacks, right? Between these guys that do have strong arms, can put velocity on it, can fire it into weird places and weird angles and all those kinds of things, and the guys that can't. And that is huge. So I don't know that it means anything. I don't know that like you care that where he is on that scale necessarily, but there's definitely something to the idea that you can go there and, and see a dramatic difference in person relative to to tape, which is, yeah, you can see it's there, but it, I think it becomes a lot more stark and the contrast is a lot clearer when you are watching it in person. But again, right. it, it just comes back to that, like, but but who cares? Like, it, if, as long as they're both on the workable end of the scale, big di- you know, big difference. I, I think that's where, where pro days are going, though, Sam, is is leaning more toward, like, trick shots, right? I mean, because, <laughs> but, like, really, I mean, because Patrick Mahomes. Alex Tanney, QB1. That's what I mean. Alex Tanney is going to dominate all pro days going forward. Uh, Zach Wilson did it last year. I mean, he did the whole roll left. I mean, Malik Willis reset after his roll left. Mm. Zach Wilson was throwing rolling to his left on the run and not resetting. But those are the types of throws because the recency bias of what Josh Allen is doing and Patrick Mahomes is doing and Justin Herbert's doing from an arm talent standpoint, especially Mahomes and Allen. I think that's what kind of hits home, right? And you're still, as a player, you're still appealing to a coach who wants to see this can do, right? Like, wow, look at these wow throws. I can figure out the footwork. We can figure out quick game. We can figure out, you know, hit in front number on a slant. Well, we'll take care of that. But you can't build a guy that, you know, can roll left and, you know, you can't teach him how to roll left and hit the ball, you know, throw the ball 65 yards in stride. So I do feel like that's kind of like where we're going with pro day and, and quarterbacks are smart to maybe like appeal to the emotion emotions of evaluators. So you think like the next evolution of pro days is we're going to start bringing out crash pads and they're going to be throwing passes like horizontal for the Patrick Mahomes thing, you know, where he like yes. launched himself horizontal in the Super Bowl and still threaded the ball into the receiver in the end zone. Yes. That's what we're going to be doing. That's what I'm talking about. I, look, I, I, and I, I'm not saying that part's useless either. I mean, the guy who just won the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford, how have I described him for, say, the, the last 10 years? Here's a guy that on given nights looks like a top three quarterback. It, it has this incredible feel and throws the no-look stuff, not because he's trying to show off, but because he has, at certain times, Matthew Stafford, by the way, this is who I'm talking about. Stafford has such an incredible feel for the game, and he's throwing sidearm, and he's got he's got velocity, and he's got touch, and he just knows where everybody is, and he's got this spatial awareness. He didn't show it in every game, but you know, if you did go of the, if you were the Rams evaluating him, and you were of the mind, wow, Stafford's a guy who always has these special things. We'll extract the best out of him. Then they were right. You know, they did extract the best out of Stafford and win a Super Bowl with him, a guy that has special traits and showed it at times in games. And one of the most important plays in the Super Bowl was the crazy no look pass that was. Mahomesian, yeah. right? That was Matthew Stafford, vintage Matthew Stafford. That was every part of this. Um, so I guess where I come back to with all this, pro day season started, we're going to spend at least a day believing that every one of these quarterbacks massively inflated their draft stock relative to everybody else before it all ends up with a net zero. Um, and they all did exactly the same thing, right? 
Is Malik, these are the two quarterbacks that people think are probably going one and two of the of quarterback order. Malik Willis out of Liberty, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Is A, is that your order? And B, is Malik Willis the clear number one simply because of this crazy upside that he has that the others don't? Uh, I, think, I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, I think they're there because in NFL front offices, the conversations will go something like this. Who's the guy with the best upside? Okay, it's Malik Willis. Who's the guy who could step in and run an offense tomorrow? Hey, it's Kenny Pickett. And I think every team, uh, depending on where their situation is, is probably looking for different things. And, and, and this is, remember the thing we said against Justin Fields last year? Justin Fields was good at a lot of things, but he wasn't the best at anything in the draft class, right? He wasn't the best overall prospect, didn't have the best arm, didn't, wasn't the most mobile, wasn't the most accurate. But he was good at all those things. And I think teams are looking for that trump card. And I think Malik Willis has it from a tool standpoint. And I think Kenny Pickett has it from a run the offense standpoint. Therefore, I think that's why you're getting the hype for both of those guys. The hype is also strong because now we know after most of the QB dominoes have fallen, number six, Carolina Panthers, number nine, Seattle Seahawks, uh, and, and Falcons, sorry, at eight, all desperately need their next quarterback. So six, eight, and nine need a quarterback. So I think they're far more in the mix now than maybe they were a week ago. Yeah, that that's, I think, the most interesting aspect of all this is with all those quarterback dominoes falling, all of a sudden we are getting an idea of where they land in the draft as opposed to before where we were kind of spitballing it, right? In theory, somebody's going to go in the top 10 because they always do, even if none of these quarterbacks necessarily is worth it. All of a sudden, it's like, well, now like six, eight, nine is where they could go. And by the way, number two is still potentially available with Detroit needing a quarterback and maybe loving a Malik Willis enough to take him that high. So those are the kind of landing spots that are realistic for these quarterbacks, even if they're not great relative to, you know, a normal quarterback draft class. The two smart things that can happen here, quarterbacks work on your trick shots for pro day and Mm -hmm. Detroit lions create all the buzz in the world that you love Malik Willis or any quarterback at two and uh, you know, get somebody to trade up. Anyway, Pro Day season, maybe there is a little something to glean from Pro Days. It's the PFF NFL Daily. 